Let's pray. Just uh, close your eyes. Just open your heart before God. God is so totally other than we are. He's so different. And we can't conceive of who he is. His holiness, his righteousness. We can't relate to his eternity. And at the same time, he revealed himself in Jesus. So we know exactly what he's like because we look at Jesus. And we hold those two realities in tension. Father, I thank you for this word of exhortation. This invitation for us to lay down idols. No, to smash idols of our conception of who you are. I ask God for grace. We need your grace. We need that mercy pouring down on us so we could actually see you for who you are. So I pray for faith right now in each of us to lay down the idol of who we think you are and give you the freedom, God, as if we could control you, give you the freedom to be who you are in our lives. God, we surrender. We yield. I want to take um, just a few moments and be quiet. God's present here and he's, he's speaking to us and he's doing a work that only he can do. So I'd just like to invite you to be quiet before the Lord and let him come to you and help you to yield to him. The love of God is filling this place. The, the love of God, our Father. We thank you, God, that in, even in a moment of repentance, that we can be filled with your love because it's a loving Father that disciplines his children. And though discipline isn't fun, for those who are trained by it, we'll see in our lives the peaceful fruit of righteousness. So God, bear that fruit in these lives, all of us. We worship you. We praise your holy name. We thank you for drawing us near to your heart, for accepting us just as you accepted Jesus. That we are your sheep and no one can take us out of your hand. So we'll follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Sean, wherever you went. Okay. Um, will you do me a favor? Okay. Jane's going to walk around. Um, I've been uh, speaking the last uh, month or so about the Farmstead Project and about seed and soil. I'll say some more things about that in a little bit. But maybe you haven't realized, or maybe you have, there have been three messages kind of pinpointing our call to action this month. And those three messages have been basically these three points. God's calling us to tend our hearts, to share our gifts, and then um, to, uh, what's the third one? It's crazy. Find our fields. It was a test to see if you could remember to tend our hearts, to share our gifts, and to find our fields. And so God's been leading us. 
We tend our hearts by yielding to God. That's what Sean just gave us a word about. Yielding every part of ourselves to God so God can bring the fruit in and through our lives. We share our gifts. I spoke spoke specifically about financial resources, but it's an understanding of the stewardship of God. Everything we have comes from him and we give out of his hand. And then finding our field. Lori spoke about that last week, did a great job and just encouraged us to look up to the Lord and look out to see where God's put us and those people that are open to hear the gospel from us. So I know that that's already already happening. It's so exciting to see. I mean, I think it's especially fun when your field pops up and says, hi, here I am. Um, Jane and I were at a block party last night at um, in our neighborhood, and uh, we got a chance to talk to a lot of people. And I just what I realized coming out of that was um, how much people long to be listened to and just how much they long to be heard. And they long to be understood. And they just want deeply to be cared about. They want to be accepted. All that because what they're longing for is love, unconditional love. And I, I want to remind you with this encouragement, the author of unconditional love lives in you as a believer. So you don't have to go out and listen real hard and work real hard and try to be the best. You can just go and the Lord will listen through you if you present yourself. I mean, that's what you guys did in Irvington yesterday. I got a chance in that at that block party to talk to a 92 year old woman who basically preached at me for 20 minutes and I needed to hear it because 20 minutes later I had a guy that basically whined to me for 20 minutes. You know, people want to be heard. They, they just want to be understood. They're looking for love like we all are. And the Lord Jesus wants to love through us. So let him do that through you. Um, just the last couple of minutes that we have here together, I'll remind you what this month has been about. We started the Farmstead Project um, late August, which is essentially the vineyard's answer to Jesus' call uh, in the Great Commission, to be disciples who make disciples. It's, it's, a, um, it's a project mo- aimed towards transformation. So I believe that as we all are discipled individually and we disciple others, we're going to have a lot of individual transformation. But it's a corporate transformation, too. I want you to be on the lookout for the way that God is intersecting your lives. There's no one here that God has missed or somehow forgotten. There is no mistake in the kingdom. There's no such thing. So God's working in your life right now in order that you might follow Jesus more deeply and truly. In order that you might give away in the name of Jesus what he's given to you. So that not just so that we won't just see individual transformation, but we'll see a corporate transformation. This church will be different. That's funny. This church will be different. This city will be different. Your neighborhoods and your schools and your workplaces will be different. Not because we try real hard to change them. But because we tend our hearts and we share our gifts and we find our fields and then we present the Jesus that we know in the most naturally supernatural way that God allows us to. And every single person has a field they're called to right now. So that's what Farmstead is about. It's about releasing the word that God's given us. This seed and soil initiative that we're doing is the first initiative of the Farmstead Project, and that's a financial part. That's resourcing the farm. So you can see over here, maybe, kind of, you can see, our soybeans are up to $44,888,000. That's as of before first service, so we don't know what the real number is right now. 
and God is going to give through us, I'm certain, by the end of today, $100,000 for us very specifically to resource this farmstead project in three areas. So very specifically to give financial resources so that our administration and our communication and our technology allows more of the world to have access to Jesus, to actually use what he's given us so that more people know what's happening in this church. You know what's happening here so that more people get to access the love of God in us and through us. That's number one, administration, communication, technology. Secondly, that we would be very intentional about raising up every generation to be disciples. That we um, lay aside any type of thought that there's the adult service where we do the real stuff and then there's child care. That's not the truth. People's lives are being changed. I point over here, this is the children's hallway. From nursery all the way up to the, to, um, to the youth who are actually a long way that way because they're in Kings Island right now, a lot of them. That way. I have no idea which direction Kings Island is. Doesn't matter, right? God knows where it is. God's transforming lives over there. The children, those 4 to 14 windows that Barry's been talking about, the children in our midst are being changed because of what what our volunteers are doing over there. And in the coming months, we will learn from them. We will learn from them. So we want to be intentional with our resources to uh, invest in discipleship of those children and those youth. And um, then finally, to be very intentional about our mission. We have a mission in the city where God's called us, and we have a mission to the world where God is placing us. So more and more things like this block party are going to happen. The block party in Jane's neighborhood. Um, A trip to Roatan in the spring that you might be called to be a part of. Our community night uh, tutoring and celebrations on Wednesdays. The um, the the Christmas celebration with community night coming in December, all of that stuff where we get to very intentionally reach out to people with the love and power of God. And that's, it's a privilege for us. So that's what this is all about. I want you to be encouraged this morning, even if you personally feel like you don't see a lot of fruit in your life. So let me tell you what the gooders are going to do tonight. Do you want a sneak peek into the gooder household? All right. We do this all the time. No, we don't. Anybody know what this is? It's not grape nuts. This is winter wheat. Okay? Winter wheat. For the last, uh, let's see, for 20 weeks, starting back in April, um, Jane and I, a couple other staff and some leaders have gathered with 12 specific people, and we did a discipleship cohort. For 20 weeks, we basically together put together some discipleship materials that we can give away to others in the church to give away, to give away, to give away, to transform the world for Jesus. And tonight is our cohort celebration. So we finished the 20 weeks, and everyone's coming to our house tonight. You know, the big farm, uh, the farm field of fishers, you know that? Suburban farms and fishers. And in our um, quarter of an acre lot, maybe a little smaller, we're going to plant tonight winter wheat. Does anyone know about winter wheat? I know Luke does. Anyone else know, just because you're here for service? Okay, let me tell you some interesting fact about winter wheat. Winter wheat, you actually um, plant in the fall. So it's not something that you harvest in the fall, it's something you plant in the fall. It's one of those strange crops that you put in the ground before the first frost, and then God made it this way. You stick it in the ground, it grows a little bit, you say yay, 
Then the frost in the winter comes and nothing happens for months. Winter wheat then goes through the process called vernalization. That's your word for the day, vernalization. Okay? Vernalization basically means this winter wheat has to go down. It doesn't die, but it has to stick under the cold atmosphere for some number of months. So the root structure can become strong. And then when the spring comes, the rains come, the sunshine comes back, this winter wheat will pop up in our garden. Please, God, help it happen. Winter wheat has to go through vernalization. Basically, you put it in, you see a little bit of fruit, and then a long period of time goes by where you see nothing. And I want to encourage some of you who are in a process of vernalization right now. You've planted yourself. You're being faithful. You're doing exactly what you believe God has called you to do. I mean, you're all in, but you're not seeing fruit in or through your life. I want to encourage you that sometimes God has to vernalize people. I really doubt that's a word. Some of us are being vernalized right now. We've been planted, and there's a little bit of growth, but we feel like we're in a cold spell. Anybody feel that? It's like, man, I want growth. I want growth. And I want to encourage you. The growth is coming. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't pull up your roots. Don't forsake the promise of God that fruit will come. Some of us have been planted and we're just waiting. And in this next season, we're going to see fruit like we've never seen. My hope, like this is honestly, i am got to say it for the world to hear so that maybe, you know, I'm praying it will happen. My hope is that we'll plant this winter wheat. We'll see nothing for a bunch of months. In the spring, it'll pop up. And then I hope that we'll actually be able to make some bread from the wheat that we grow in our very backyard and use that bread for communion on Easter Sunday. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. So you better pray that that happens. Otherwise, it's these wafers again. All that was to bring encouragement. God's doing a work in you. And don't be discouraged when God's doing a work. So today is our Commitment Sunday. And um, this is the time when we get to, before the Lord, give our commitments for the Seed and Soil Initiative to the Lord. So in just a few minutes, I'm going to ask Izzy to come back up and we're going to play a last worship song. And you're going to get to give, make your commitment to the Lord. Before that, I just highlight these three things that we've been talking about. And my question for you today is, is there a specific way that you think God has called you to yield to him? We talk about tending our hearts before the Lord. What does yielding to God look like for you today in this moment? What area of your life is God asking you, you know, give me, give me that place. Follow me in obedience in that area. What place has the Lord asked in the, in the tending of your heart? He just says, I want that place. I want to be Lord of that area of your life. Secondly, as you think about sharing your gifts during this time in the vineyard, financially we're talking about, has the Lord spoken to you about a certain amount to give? And I I want to add this little piece. Someone asked me the question, as I was putting out this challenge to give resources, they basically said, you know, I, I feel a little bit convicted because the fact is I'm not currently tithing. This person said, I know that God's called me to tithe, to give 10% of my income, and I'm not doing that. And what, what should I do here? And so I responded to them with this. If God has called you at this moment just to move from your normal giving to tithing, 
to giving you 10%. Let that be your commitment. Don't feel like there's some sort of impulse. You've got to do more. If God's called you to the faithfulness of just simply giving 10% of your income and trusting God to care for you, then put that commitment on your card. Don't be at all ashamed to say, God's spoken to me about sharing my resources, and I'm committed to walking in faith by giving 10% of what he gives to me, the first fruits to the Lord. And then uh, finally, in the area of finding your field, has God answered your prayer yet? Don't stop praying. Keep looking up. Keep looking out. Keep asking the Lord, where is my field? Where have you given me influence? Where have you given me authority? John 4, Jesus said this, open your eyes and look at the fields. They're ripe for harvest. The saying one sows and another reaps is true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. Some of you are looking at a field that's white for harvest. God sent workers before you and you get to come and just do the part where people walk into the presence of God through Jesus. You get to reap what others have sown. And so my prayer is that God shows each and every one of us our fields and that as these weeks and months and years of discipleship go by, we just hear thousands of testimonies of transformation. So Izzy, you want to come forward and, and lead us um, while, Lizzie, while Lizzie's getting ready, while Izzy's getting ready. Pull out a commitment card. If you haven't done this already, pull out a commitment card. It should be right in the seat pocket in front of you. There's an envelope there also. And just put your information down there. And very specifically, what has God called you to give? And how much do you want to, how much do you want to give? Write it all down there. And um, then if by chance you're actually giving your first gift towards uh, seed and soil today, then you'd want to put it in one of those envelopes because then you can distinguish between your normal giving and um, your seed and soil. So there are envelopes there. Um, as we're worshiping, uh, the ushers will come through with the buckets. And then um, when we're done, Jeff will come forward and lead us into a time of just seeing what the Holy Spirit wants to do. So why don't you stand with me and let's worship.